0: Welcome to the podglomerate for everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or was just too hard to ask your partner. Welcome to the sex rap. Hi everybody. And welcome back to the sex rap. You're here today with spring and unfortunately not Andrew, but I have a great, I'm not going to say replacement, addition to the show today. We have my friend Camille here with us. And Camille is one of my best friends and an amazing labor and delivery nurse and doula and so much more. And I love her so much and I'm so excited to have her here. So welcome, Camille. Thank you for having me, Spring. Um, yes, I'm Camille. I am
1: a labor and delivery nurse here in Brooklyn, New York,
0: and also a full spectrum doula and lactation consultant. <laughs> Thank you. And so Andrew was going to record with us today. Um, we're not excluding him just because he's a male and you're a labor and delivery expert. We um, tried to record with him, and his computer just didn't want to play with our computer today. Um, but we we are here, and uh, there's another thing that I just want to like chat a bit about before we get going on today's episode, and um, that is... This amazing product that we had uh, this woman that developed the product, her name is Claire, send Andrew and I samples of earlier this summer. And we've been meaning to talk about this product because we both actually love the product so much and use it all the time. And we keep forgetting to talk about it. And I just showed it to Camille. And Camille also thought it looked great. What did you think when you saw it?
1: Oh, well, I love anything that's circular. I feel like circles are sexy. Why? <laughs> I- don't ask me. <laughs> uh, so,
0: <laughs> so this product is called The Layer and it's uh, basically like a black round towel type thing you put down on the bed but it's way sexier than a towel because it's like soft and it's like Camille said circular super sexy and um and larger than a towel like it covers like a big spot on the bed so that you don't make a spot on the bed (laughs) and uh it's really fun and it's a really great product and it's um a great thing to pull out whenever you're worried about getting the sheets messy which you know it's a great time and also a pain in the butt. So, <laughs> so I, I just want to talk a little bit about this product. We're going to put a link in the show notes. Um, it's get the layer.com. It's an amazing product. Um, and Claire actually is here local in Brooklyn, uh, in New York. So we would love you all to support her as well. And coincidentally, Getting messy is kind of something we're going to talk a bit about today. Uh, so today's episode, we're talking about some things about pregnancy. And we know that a lot of our listeners are usually trying to prevent pregnancy and don't have a lot of questions about what happens when you actually get pregnant. But something that Andrew and I have noticed over our years of teaching is that people never get the information they need before an event happens. So like before young women have their first period, they don't learn about it. It's usually like when they get their first period that they're like told about it. And at that point, they're already kind of panicking. Or when women go through menopause, they've never learned anything about it until they're actually going through it. And then they're like, why didn't anyone tell me this? Um, and I think the same is true for pregnancy, um, for people at least that weren't actively trying to get pregnant. And so today we're gonna talk about what do I actually need to know about pregnancy? And that's why we have Camille here to help us answer some of these questions that only an expert could have. And we were just chatting about this before. Camille, how many live births have you attended, did you say? Well, um, I was
1: counting them for my first two years of working as a labor and delivery nurse. And then after I hit 1,000, I was like, "Ah, you know, I think I'm Gonna stop counting. So I have calculated it though that I've definitely had it way over three thousand, and I've actually delivered eight babies myself. Wow,
0: that is a crazy number of vaginas to have seen. Yes, (laughs) I'm so impressed. Um, so we, I, I am certifying you as our pregnancy expert. And our first question is like so what just like happens? Like, how do you know you're pregnant and what starts happening? Like, just tell us a little bit. Sure. Sure. I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll dive into that.
1: Um, I have never been pregnant, so I cannot speak from experience personally. Um, but typically what happens is most women will miss their period and then take a pregnancy test, uh, which, can be um, a urine sample that they get at the doctor's office or, um, or take off at-home test from whatever pharmacy. Um, and it, the earliest a test can show uh, a positive result could be like nine days before your missed period. And they are quite accurate. So if you do get a positive test,
0: you are pregnant <laughs> and so is there any difference between like the test that you buy at the local drugstore or when you go into the hospital and get a test well when you when you do go to your
1: midwife or your obgyn um, they will do a urine test as well um, and they can also do a blood test um, to check your HcG levels which is huma, human human code yes, <laughs> and um, confirm that you are pregnant. Also, ultrasound
0: is another thing that cannot be bought at the store. <laughs> <laughs> so there are more tests that can be done um, when you go in to see an expert. But there are they are the ones at the drugstore accurate? Yes. Totally accurate. They are accurate. Totally accurate. Great. Um, so, what happens to someone's body during pregnancy?
1: Hmm. Well, um, for that first trimester, so let's let's go over the full course. Uh, Forty weeks on average is the total gestation. Period. You've got the copulation phase has already happened. So then the gestation happens next where the baby is growing inside of the uterus. Uh, so broken down into three segments, you've got the first trimester where hormones are really shifting as your body is growing another human inside of it. So morning sickness has like nausea, heartburn, dizziness, um, ranging in severity. So that first bit is not
0: too fun. What's happening there? So like, yeah, you have a little human growing inside you. And you're like not feeling so great in that first trimester. And why does it why does it make you feel so nauseous and not great like what what's going on there (laughs) I mean I think that um it's really interesting to think about how we um you know there's like something in your body that is it's foreign to the body right like and the body's kind of getting used to having this inside of you and it's kind of trying to say like all these hormone levels are going crazy and it's trying to find a bit of new homeostasis, right? It's kind of trying to find a new normal or a new kind of state of being. And those first three months um, it's, I think it's just kind of trying to figure that out a little bit. Mm -hmm.
1: Yes, definitely. (laughs) Cause your estrogen, your progesterone levels are all out of whack from what your normal baseline is. So um, it just takes a bit of time to get adjusted.
0: Uh, what else do you want (laughs) to (laughs) know? So, um, how much weight should someone gain during pregnancy? I feel like some people try to keep it like a little minimized and some people just think they can do whatever they want. Is there a certain range that is best?
1: Yeah, there is. Um, I will reference the Mayo Clinic for that um, because it does depend on what your BMI, your body mass, mass index is before you get pregnant. So for a, for a healthy BMI... Anywhere from 25 to 35 pounds is the recommended weight gain during pregnancy. Um, And something that is equally, if not more so important than that number, is what you're putting into your body to gain that weight. I just had lunch with a friend earlier who said they ate cheeseburgers every day for their pregnancy (laughs) in order to gain weight. Is that a
0: healthy choice?
1: Um, It's not the best, um, but if you did load it up with a lot of other whole foods around your plate, like half of your plate being a salad and having lots of good vegetables and things with it, maybe alternating your beef burger with a veggie burger (laughs) on those days
0: could be a bit better for whole foods, complete proteins. Cool. And what about um, sex during pregnancy? I feel like we've heard a lot of myths about, you know, um, being like poking the baby or (laughs) things like that. Can you clear that up for us?
1: Yeah. So you can totally have sex during pregnancy uh, if you are a low risk Person who is getting pregnant. Um, something that might be contraindicated for sex is if you are at risk for having a preterm delivery, which means that the baby would be born earlier than expected. Um, but your your provider would tell you if you needed to have pelvic rest or not. So, other than that, sex is. Totally safe during pregnancy. It might actually help with some of your aches and pains during pregnancy because you are promoting oxytocin release, which is that feel-good, that bonding hormone. Um, and even later on in your in your pregnancy, after thirty-seven weeks, we do recommend that people have, have sex more often in order to hopefully stimulate the body to start labor within those next few weeks.
0: So we've talked a lot about, um, you know, orgasms having a lot of benefits and, you know, one of the other things that when you, if you have, um, periods, one of the things that orgasms can help with is any cramping or menstrual pain that you might be experiencing. So yeah, very similar during pregnancy. Use use those orgasms for their good <laughs> I mean, they're I would say they're all good, but for their good properties. Like use them as you can. The the other thing that I,
1: I love talking about how Sex and birth are just so interrelated, not just because you need one to have the other <laughs> but but also everything that goes into having conversations around sex and exploring things in sex. You know, you have to have clear communication, exploring exploring these new uncharted territories. And birth is a new and an uncharted territory. So your body's going through a lot of different changes. It's like you're rediscovering yourself again. So having sex during your pregnancy is a great way of practicing getting used to new and different sensations as your body's going through all these new and different sensations in order to get used to expecting the unexpected whenever the big day comes for birth.
0: So you're saying that pregnancy is a very important time and also optimal time to get to know your body a little bit better.
1: Yes, and also your partner as well because... This might be the last time that y'all are just the two of you if this is your first pregnancy. So getting to have that bonding time with your partner as you're both going through these this new experience. I know that they might not also be carrying a child as well with you, but they are still going through a big transition as well. And so things that can promote bonding between the both of you are always
0: a good thing. That's beautiful. And our regular listeners will know that we always say what the answer to most of our uh, questions is, is... Communication. So (laughs) I love that you brought that up Um, because, yeah, I think that, you know, whenever you're going through um, uncertain times and you are still wanting to enjoy your partner, like, yes, you need to talk about it. You need to talk about what's going on and what you're feeling and what feels good and what might have changed. And, yeah, I think that it's really cool that a lot of changes are happening during this time. So you can start to really practice that communication and get really good at that.
1: Yeah. And also to have an empowered experience, the more connected you are to your own body through it um, will give you more empowerment of speaking up for yourself and, and knowing what feels right, what doesn't, what what needs to shift and change. So um, being able to still stay connected to your body through each moment of that pregnancy helps you feel more connected to yourself once you're going through the birthing process.
0: Cool. Thanks. So we're going to pause right there and take a break and we'll be right back. (laughs) Welcome back everybody. So um, I'm here with Camille and we are talking about pregnancy. And what I want to know now is what lies might I have learned about the birth process? Like what, what is, what is going on? Like during the actual birth process? Like, I feel like I've seen a lot of demonstrations of pregnancy in movies and in the media and I have no idea what's actually true and what's not. Like, I just, I only know what I've seen. So, what can you tell us? What happens? Okay. Well, from experience of of,
1: uh, the questions I get from people who have not educated themselves before coming in and having a human coming out of their bodies, (laughs) um, one question that I've been asked before is Is this going to hurt? Well, there. I, I don't like to use the word pain, uh, but pain is a sensation. So will you feel sensation during delivery of a child? Yes. You will feel intense sensation, lots of different sensations. It's a very sensational experience.
0: <laughs> Could it be hurt, pain? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and so... I think there's a lot of things that are connected to that idea of pain. And so, um, like, I've heard a lot of things about epidurals or about other procedures that happen um, sometimes, um, sometimes even as a surprise during your pregnancy. What can you tell us about some of those? Okay, so let's go over
1: consent when you are entering into a hospital environment, a birthing center, um, even if it's your own home in a home birth setting. Um, Consent is sexy, not just in your intimate settings, but birth's an intimate setting too. Consent is mandatory here. Just because you enter into this situation does not mean you lose your rights as a human. You have a right to say no to someone touching you or some type of procedure happening to you and your baby as long as it's not like a medical emergency towards the health of you or your child. So someone needs to ask consent before doing a vaginal exam
0: or any procedure. Or any procedure, yeah. So um, if you're in the hospital, um, does it Let's specifically talk about in the hospital births here. So um, how can someone make sure that they have all the information and they know what they're consenting to? Well, Uh, I'm going to say that... You should
1: get a doula if you can. (laughs) Doulas are your biggest advocate. Um, But there's also, we live in an amazing technological world. And so educate yourself, find what childbirth classes are available. Even in COVID times, there's a lot available online for discounted prices or for free to help teach you about interventions that might happen in the hospital Um, some of those things could be having your water bag broken artificially instead of on its own, um, which you would need someone to ask consent before putting their hand inside of you and breaking your bag of water.
0: Um, any questions about water, maybe? Sure. Why would, why would they want to break it artificially? Well, um,
1: If labor is not moving along um, as expected or as quickly on whatever trajectory someone might have you on, uh, one suggestion might be to break the bag of water because it is a balloon in a way that's surrounding your baby. So it's putting not as much pressure on the cervical tissue as the baby's head would directly put pressure on, which would make more intense sensations, but it would put more pressure to open the cervix up and get your labor
0: moving. So... On every movie I've ever seen, when someone goes into delivery, their water breaks before they go to the hospital. Like, that's how they know they're going to the hospital. So do people go to the hospital before their
1: water breaks? Yeah, they definitely (laughs) do. They definitely do. Um, The first birth I ever attended was my mom's. (laughs) And her water broke actually in the lobby of the hospital, which was very movie-esque. And she kept telling people not to slip on it. I was like, get in the elevator. Um, but no, it can break at home. It can break at work. It can break in the tub. It can break at any point. Um, and it, it doesn't have to be a big gush like uh, in the movies. <laughs> um, it could be a slow leak where you're just like, this is weird and doesn't smell like pee. Why do I have to keep checking my changing my underwear all the time? If that's the case, maybe come in and get that checked out.
0: <laughs> but some people wouldn't have had their water break and would have to go to the hospital. So what what would send them? Like, why would they think, oh, I need to go to the hospital now?
1: Um, well, the uh, they might just be contracting and it's getting more intense to the point where they aren't coping um, at home and they want to come into the hospital to see if they Have progressed enough to stay in the hospital. Um, It could be bleeding because the cervix is a very vascular tissue. So any type of vaginal bleeding that's happening, people might come in to make sure the baby's okay. Also, uh, another common thing is they're not feeling the baby move as much as usual. So that also would be um, recommended to come in and make sure that all is good.
0: Cool. So what else do people need to know? Just what other tips would you have for, um, being in the middle of the birthing process? What, what else should someone know? So
1: aside from, from the, that, that, picturesque movie scene mm-hmm. of of the water breaking and all of the rushing 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 to the hospital and then we they get in the room and then you the camera's you know on them like from the head down you see the legs and then one push and the baby's out mm-hmm. woohoo we did it that is not 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 what you should expect for any pregnancy but also especially your first pregnancy the number one word to remember is patience (laughs) because baby is going to determine when baby wants to come out
0: (laughs) um i think patience that's a great lesson for us all to uh Practice every day, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. and so um, we've kind of been talking about the hospital and like getting to the hospital, but that isn't the only way that people give birth. So, what are the other options for giving birth?
1: Well, um, there are a few other options. One which I can share from from an experience. I had my first home birth in August. One of my dear friends. Uh, we had her birth on her farm. And you don't have to have a farm to have a home birth. <laughs> you can have a New York apartment <laughs> or or any sort of living situation. Um, but you can, if you are a low risk person, um, you can have your labor and delivery in a home setting. Um, and that could be in whatever room of your house you feel comfortable in. It could be in each room of the house. Mm -hmm. Um, and you can also have a midwife bring a birthing tub and there's a couple of different brands of birthing tubs. Um, they look like inflatable hot tubs kind of in a way, Mm -hmm. which I know spring
0: used to have an inflatable hot tub,
1: so so I see her smiling at that.
0: Yeah. If I have a baby, I'm definitely having a water birth. I love to be in water all the time. That's like, uh, one thing that most people know about me is that I'm in the bath every night or in a hot tub if there's no bath. And if there's neither of those, I will probably cry and go find one.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you. I mean, if, if I can't have access to a tub, then I'll drink a cup of tea because it's basically just a bath inside of my body.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my preference is for tea in the bath. But yes, yes. Yes, double
1: it up. But no, water births are amazing because it's not only combining heat therapy, heat treatment for pain relief, but it's also hydrotherapy. So the movement of the water and the slight weightlessness of the water combined with the warmth really helps to alleviate the um, the intense sensations of contractions and gives you more mobility too so you can change positions pretty easy as you're floating around
0: (laughs) so um if people want to have a home birth or a water birth uh, they don't just do it on their own. What do they do?
1: I mean, th- right there. There are people who do free birthing, is what it's called, um, without any type of provider. Um, that is ultimately your choice, but I do recommend having a healthcare professional attending your labor and delivery um, because you. For me personally, I would I would want someone there who is experienced and a professional there to help and also just the additional love and support. It's a lot going on. Um, So do your research um, to find a midwifery group um, or a midwife who's in their own private practice that you jive with interview your healthcare providers. You get to have the freedom of choice. The first one doesn't have to be the one that you pick. You get to interview them. It's kind of like dating, you you ask your questions and see who's a good fit. And then maybe you set up a second date, which would be your next prenatal
0: appointment. But <laughs> um, Great. So I feel like you've given us quite a lot of information today. Um, I feel like, I mean, first of all, I thought you couldn't even go to the hospital until you had your water break. I thought that was number one thing first that always happens. So I'm excited to learn something new today. Um and I guess I just want to ask one more question before we get to the end of the show, which we call the period, which is kind of ironic in today's episode, <laughs> since we're missing the period for most of this. Um, do you have anything else you want to tell us that you feel like um, like anybody who doesn't know anything about pregnancy, what do they actually need to know? Do you have any other things you want to tell us? I mean, it... It is one of the most epic
1: times of anyone's life to go through that experience. And so if you do get pregnant or if you are currently pregnant while you're listening to this episode, congratulations. And it's time to assemble your dream team. Like who... Do you want in your corner rooting for you and cheering you on as you go through this process? Who do you feel supported and uplifted by? Assemble that friend and family group and find the healthcare provider and institution whether it's a hospital birth center or it's your own home that you feel the most comfortable in to have this intimate experience with as you start your
0: family thank you that's so beautiful um so today um we have a period for you uh which is where normally I tell everybody um, a terrible joke, and Andrew groans, but Camille has offered to do the joke for us today to give us the period. So what do you have for us, Camille?
1: Well, I have a whole list of of (laughs) cheesy jokes about pregnancy um, from this website called Scary Mommy. (laughs) (laughs) So good, it's scary. No. (laughs) All right, so here's the joke. What should a joke have in common with a pregnancy?
0: Um, what? A good delivery. Oh. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you. Um, if you want more of us, please find us on our social media. We are on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all at The Sex Wrap. You can email us, direct message us, or call us. Our email is The Sex Wrap at gmail.com. That's wrap with a W. Or you can call us at I wrap it. That's 413. I wrap it. Is that the right number? Oh, I wish Andrew was here. It's something like that. You know, no one ever calls our number anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so good to talk with you all today. Bye. <laughs> Bye. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or just too. Af- blah, 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 blah music for this episode provided by the ever elusive and mysterious breakmaster cylinder
1: the pod a sonic universe